0: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy, Rocky Magagna, Kramer Sansone in the background, uh, helping us keep this thing moving tonight. And opening night, NFL Week 1, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions. And that is not how we were hoping to celebrate a banner night for the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't think, Rocky. Um Chiefs fall to the Lions 21 to 20 on opening night and we're gonna get into everything we're gonna we're gonna break down this game and and kind of everything that we took away from it um there's gonna be a lot of overreaction to to tonight's game and it it was a bad performance by the Kansas City Chiefs um I'm not putting any of this on the defense I, I think that if You're blaming the defense in any way for this performance. You weren't watching this football game. This was on the offense tonight, and I I think – and I'm willing to bet, and I know everybody's going to say, well, they didn't have Travis Kelsey, and that was the biggest thing. Obviously, your Hall of Fame tight end, your biggest game changer in in the passing game, and your biggest difference maker in that way not being there is obviously going to affect things here. But the Chiefs just never really put it together offensively tonight. They were just disjointed – from the start of the game, and they put together a couple of nice scoring drives. But other than that, it was a lot of ugly play, a lot of drops, and uh, a lot of negative plays from this young group of pass catchers that you're hoping to see step up, and we just didn't see much of it tonight.
1: You could be the voice of reason today, Steven Serta. I'm going to be the guy that's pissed off at Andy Reid for keeping Darius Tony in the game and continue to go back to him. That was the biggest coaching mistake he has made in recent memory. The guy clearly didn't have it today. And you kept on putting them out on the field and you kept on dialing him up. And then on, on, on a crucial short yardage situation, you get super cute. Like the Philadelphia Eagles figured out how to, how to convert every single short yardage play. Like, I, like, I don't want to be too, too negative Nancy. It's only one game. And you're right. These guys are going to go through some growing pains, but they're also professional football players making a professional football player game check for being out there tonight. There was way too many drops. The offense looked too sloppy. They looked undisciplined. They looked not ready for this for the stage that they were on. Is what they looked like. And Andy Reid just just blindly kept on going out, going back to Kadarius Tony like he was just going to magically get his confidence back. Like he was going to magically like like he was going like, to like like this was the movie Hook. He was going to magically find his 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 marbles and be able to fly all of a sudden. And Kadarius <laughs> Tony wasn't gonna fly today. Like, like you want to draw out the same uh, plays, that's fine. Go to Richie James. Like, it's not like you don't have other players on the roster who can who can who can make those plays. Like, it's it's just mind-numbing to me. Like, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Obviously, I love Andy Reid, but this was not a stellar performance on his part. And you say we can't put it on the defense, and I agree with you. I think the I think the front four played way better than expected. Like, like they were like like FAU and George Carlottis and Mike Dana, those guys looked awesome. Even Naughty by Nature out there looked really good in run defense, right? And so but the secondary came out of the gate slow. They looked sloppy. They looked slow to react. They got they got on the first touchdown, they got beat across all the way across the field by Amon Ross St. Brown, who is a very, very shifty and crafty wide receiver and is a very successful player in this league. He also ran a 4.6 40-yard dash, and you got beat all the way across the field. Three defenders took bad lines to the ball, got beat across the field (laughs) because they came out unprepared. Now, I don't want to overreact. I don't want to overreact, but I'm also
0: pissed off because they didn't show up. Rocky, you can overreact. I'll be the level-headed one on tonight's show because it's the rapid reaction show. I'm in. I'm in no way worried about this Kansas City Chiefs team after tonight's performance. Yeah, there's some red flags, and you know, I had the show sheet all set up to talk about the defense and then get into the offense. But I think we have to talk about the offense because the offense is the reason they lost this game. So let's get into that. And there's a a lot of questionable decision making. From Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and this offensive coaching staff tonight. And I I have to wonder if some of it is the last minute's uh, unavailability of Travis Kelsey and him getting ruled out and getting hurt on, I think it was Tuesday's practice. And then, you know, not being available on on such a quick turnaround for a Thursday night game to open the NFL season that I think that was kind of like, well, hell, what are we going to do without Travis Kelsey? And so there was some poor decision-making I think made by the chief's coaching staff tonight. And you talked about Kadarius Tony. I think Kadarius Tony was a really poor decision by the Kansas city chief's coaching staff tonight to deploy him this much. And, you know, and and Kadarius Tony has been for the majority of his NFL career, an unreliable player. Like, I, I think it's totally fair to call him that like, He's just not a guy who has been able to stay on the field and he's not a a guy who you have been able to count on and rely upon in key situations generally. But we saw him have big moments with the Chiefs last season where I I call – into question the decision to deploy him so much tonight and have him on the field so much and have him get targeted so many times, especially in the key moments of the game, like in the fourth quarter where Patrick Mahomes has him open down the field and sure the path, he had to adjust to the pass a little bit, but like there was no defender around him. Like you have to make that play. You have to make that catch. If you're Kadarius Tony, this is a guy they've hyped up all off season to be their wide receiver one in the number one offense in football But I still question the decision to deploy him this much tonight and rely on him this much because we're talking about a guy who just returned to practice less than two weeks ago, who missed all of training camp, got hurt on the very first day of training camp, missed it in its entirety, did not practice once in St. Joseph, Missouri, and didn't take the practice field until, until like the last week or so. And to deploy him this much, like I think tonight we saw he looked like a player who was lacking reps and looked like a player who was rusty. And once he had the first drop that, uh, that led to a pick six that put the lions right back in the game where it felt like the chiefs were going to take this thing over. Like it, it all went downhill from there and totally unraveled. Like he just looked like a player who had no business having the role in the offense that he had tonight. And for some reason, the chiefs just kept putting him back out there and kept going to him and he let him down every single time. that's just poor decision making by your coaching staff after seeing that it just was not his night and they should probably stop putting him out there.
1: a hundred percent they should have stopped putting him out there. they should have they should have known after the pick six that that he wasn't that he wasn't ready like everybody else who was watching the game saw it and said, okay, Tony's not ready. Like, like, stop going to him at this point. Like, he cost the he cost the Chiefs cost the Chiefs a pick six there. And then he also cost the Chiefs again when they ended up kicking the field goal, right? You know, that's that's eleven point swing right there that he that he possibly cost the Chiefs. And on top of that, it's you you sit there and, and you look at it and you say, yeah, like sure, the unavailability of Travis Kelsey is rough. It's there's no like it, it changed the entire offense. There's no there's no arguing that whatsoever but you also had a couple of days that were, you knew he probably wasn't going to be available and travis kelsey not being in there doesn't make you go for it on fourth and two with blake bell and a trick play that you also try to trick play with blake bell the very first fourth down of the preseason that also didn't work like you have a history that these trick plays don't work that i, and don't, you, even and wanna, you, and, I don't even want to and you do it you, you, you do it again and then Beside the point, you're you're, you're in a slugfest with this team that that you are clearly better than. The Chiefs are clearly a better team than the Detroit Lions. They had to shoot themselves in the foot time and time and time again to lose by one point. And and you're sitting here in a slugfest with with an offense that shouldn't be able to keep pace with you, and you kick the field goal late in the second half. Go for it, Gosh, They're not going to go the length of the field on you, most likely. Just go for it and get another touchdown and extend the lead like like stop like you're like you're being conservative when you should go for it and then you're doing a stupid trick play we should just be conservative and run it up the middle like it's opposite day inside of their minds half the time it feels like
0: it's those short yardage trick plays have not worked for years now and uh, it's pretty evident that andy Reid and i saw some people blaming matt nagy for that like as if him coming back is all of a sudden the reason they're doing that is if they haven't been doing that for years and years, even when he wasn't here, like that's just what they do in short yardage hasn't worked for years. They haven't changed a thing. And so I don't think they're going to change a a thing when it comes to that situation. And that's incredibly frustrating because if you're going to be so blatantly obvious in third and one situations, just hand the ball to Isaiah Pacheco and let him try to run down their throats and pick up a yard. If you're never going to do a quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes again, because he got hurt one time several years ago, then at least be blatantly obvious and just say the interior of our offensive line can manhandle people. And we're banking on them being able to get help our running back, get one yard. Um, well, and
1: and here's the thing about that, you're fine with Mahomes scrambling for 17 yards and getting tackled from behind by a 370-pound defensive lineman and getting his legs wrapped up, but you're afraid to let him go behind your own fat guys and try to pick up a yard because, like you said, a free play multiple years ago. It's not like he doesn't do more dangerous things on every single play, you know, and so when you think about it, it's like are are you putting two are, are you handicapping yourself? Like, like the Chiefs are just handicapping themselves time and time and time again by doing this, you know, and and like and you know, think about it, like Kadarius Tony, we'll go back to Terius Tony for a second. Like he's a guy that's a known head case. Even after he scored the touchdown in the Super Bowl, you you saw the videos of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid trying to calm him down on the sideline and being like, "Hey, all right, stay level, stay level." And he was like, "I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." That tells you that the guy's emotions vary wildly throughout the game.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's very frustrating. And I, I'm willing to bet that Andy Reid, if you're and if you want to listen to us on the podcast page, we'll have all the post game press conferences available for you immediately following the commercial break. But I'd be willing to bet that Andy Reid is going to take a lot of responsibility for tonight's performance. And there's going to be a lot of overreaction to this chiefs team and the wide receivers and the pass catchers. And like, it was ugly tonight. And for all of the questions that we had about these wide receivers, I don't think we got a single one of them answered in week one of the NFL season. I'm going to have all of the same questions next week when they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's frustrating because I think we're really hoping to get some kind of answer on, on this thing in this rotation, but, They made all seven of them active, all seven of them played, and none of them really impressed you all that much outside of Rishi Rice, who had a couple of nice moments early in the game, and we'll get to that. But it it just – it kind of – I go back to week one last year, and the the question marks that we had uh, about the offense and trading away Tyreek Hill and everything, but they had more veteran presence, and they don't have that this year. They have young guys – who are going to be developmental and who are going to take time to, to figure things out. And yeah, you would have loved to seen something out of sky more tonight, but you didn't get there. And uh, I'm still hopeful that we will see something at some point from him and that we'll see something from these other young pass catchers, but this was always going to be uh, something that they had to overcome this season. And I think it's something that we probably I think undervalued or, or decided like it's just going to, they're going to figure it out because it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And we underestimated how much it was going to impact them. And we saw that tonight. Like I think back to last season and there was a point early in the year where a lot of people were saying, well, the chiefs don't have anybody who can win one-on-one. The chiefs don't have anybody who can straight up beat you man to man and go take the top off of the defense. And that didn't really matter because they were just efficient as hell and they had veteran players who were reliable and who would go do what they needed to do on the football field. You don't really have that this season. And I I think the biggest issue that we saw too, outside of those two scoring drives was Patrick Mahomes was holding on to the ball for a long time because these pass catchers were struggling to get open and they were struggling to separate and, and and try and try to make plays downfield. And that's going to be something that they have to work on. They have to get better at as the season goes on. Now, you know, maybe no one in this pa- in this wide receiver core is an elite weapon or develops into that. I'm not ready to say that. Like I'm still banking that these guys can develop and, and turn into better players. But it was ugly tonight, and I think poor decision making by Andy Reid and Matt Nagy in critical moments of the game, and trotting Kadarius Tony out there when he just simply did not have it tonight. All of that stuff affected everything, and I still have all the faith in the world in Patrick Mahomes and this offense, but. It was just a really ugly performance, and it's not its not how you wanted to feel tonight after you hang a Super Bowl banner at Arrowhead Stadium. No, it's not how you wanted to feel at all.
1: And let's not act like Tony was the only one dropping passes tonight. I mean, it was pretty much the entire receiving core, aside from MVS, which, shocking. You get that on your bingo card. MVS is the one not dropping passes. Um, like, even Rasheed Rice, he had some really nice plays, but he dropped a pass. You know, um, and and the Lions' defense. It looked like after Rasheed Rice had that nice catch and run, and he had that touchdown reception. Any time that he was on the field, they were keying on him. Yeah. You know, Any time the tried let's to run something,
0: Rasheed Rice. Highlights. Yeah, let's let's find a bright spot. A
1: you know, they were keying on him because Rasheed Rice is a weapon, and he is a guy who's going to play a big a big factor moving forward. And and it was nice to see him rebound right after a drop and go out and get the touchdown. Like, like that, that makes you feel good. But at the same time, like, ah, it just wasn't enough tonight. There wasn't enough players making plays. Like even guys who you would expect to make plays like Jarek McKinnon had a crucial third down drop. Right. You know, like, would he, would he have made it past the, the sticks on that play? It would have been tough. But he would have had a chance and an opportunity to to, to break the tackle and get forward, but and, but he dropped it right. And so,
0: well, and you know, if Travis Kelsey's good and we to, good to go in week two, and he's fine, uh, I think we're we're talking about a totally different thing because I think uh, another another thing that we saw tonight was Mahomes just didn't have the safety valve that he's comfortable with in crucial moments of the game. This is the go-to guy, and I think we saw him try to compensate for that by spreading it all over the field. Just nobody was stepping up and making plays in the absence of the greatest tight end that we've maybe ever seen play football. And that's something that's hard to overcome, but they still easily could have won this game. They just made so many mistakes that they deserve to lose it. And they uh, should have won it. They should have won it is the thing. Yeah. And offensively they've got a long way to go. And You know, this is something that I think we're going to spend a lot of time this season talking about is what are the Chiefs going to do after Travis Kelsey? Because last season it was the Tyreek Hill conversation and Travis Kelsey is not a young man anymore. Like he is a player that if you want my honest opinion, he should be uh, on veteran rest days throughout practice weeks from here on out the rest of the season because you can't have anything happen to that dude uh, again the rest of the year. But you need him there and at, and when he's not there, it, it's just it's a lot of guys that haven't proven anything yet in the NFL and still have a long ways to go development development wise and they don't have any answers and I was hoping that we would learn a lot about these guys tonight and I just don't feel like we learned anything about the offense next week and what I think is going to be a tougher matchup for them and a tougher test going against an AFC opponent and the Jacksonville Jaguars that I think are primed and ready to be a legitimate AFC contender. Like it's not going to get easier for the chiefs. They have a tough schedule again this year and you got to see somebody step up and make plays and they just didn't do it tonight. These guys have a long way to go especially if Travis Kelsey is going to be hampered in any way this season.
1: Well, yeah. And I think like, what you found out was, you got guys who aren't the answer. Like, 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 like Mahomes tried to go to Noah Gray as that safety valve, and Noah Gray is a fine player, but he's not the he's not the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey. He's he's just not. He's not the same level of athlete. He's not the same root runner. He doesn't get open. He's not as savvy. He doesn't find green grass like Travis Kelsey does. Has, and and Mahomes early on was was looking to Gray. Almost like the Kelsey replacement, and and Grace fine, but he's a number two tight end. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not a stud. You know who looked like a stud was was Laporta, Sam Laporta for the for the Lions. He looked like a real stud. If only the Chiefs would have had a shot to draft him, man. Uh, Right. All
0: all of the Lions rookies had big moments tonight, and and all looked good. Uh, That's that. That is a a young, fun football team, and. I think they shocked a lot of people by going into Arrowhead Stadium and beating the Chiefs. I certainly didn't think that they were going to go do that tonight uh, on banner night on the Chiefs opening the NFL season. But what happens? It's not the end of the world and we're going to overreact to this. And it's going to be even worse that we have to wait until Sunday for more football because now everybody is just going to dissect this and dissect this and all of the, the talking head headlines tomorrow are going are gonna to be like, you know, are, are the Chiefs done? Is the window closed? And things like that. And I don't agree with any of that. I, I still have faith that they're going to figure all of this out. It, it's just that they've got so many young players who are still trying to figure out their roles. And the Chiefs are obviously still trying to figure out their roles. Like, the Chiefs don't know how to deploy these guys, apparently. And that I, I think you could say that uh, about tonight. Like, we even saw – I mean – Maybe Pacheco is still on a pitch count, but Clyde played a lot tonight. He started the game and was their starting running back. And he was in the mix with Pacheco and McKinnon. Like it it was a straight up three running back committee. And you just didn't have anybody tonight that you felt like you could lean on and make plays. But Rasheed Rice showed some promise. And I think we, we haven't shown the MVS catch. So go ahead and throw that up, Kramer, because it was an awesome play. It was the best play of the game. Mahomes needed it. Big moment. Third and seventeen. Just rifles an absolute laser to MVS, and MVS makes an incredible catch while he gets absolutely drilled. And, and you mentioned that, beautiful. Rocky. It's MVS is not a player that I have spent a lot of time paying attention to this off season because I just think that he is who we think he is. Like he's just kind of a guy. Like he's just. He, he's not a, a superstar playmaker or anything like that, but he's a veteran presence in the locker room and the chiefs trust him to be where he needs to be. And he's made some big plays for them last season, especially in the playoffs. But I just don't feel like he's a guy that's going to be super reliable to make those kinds of plays all the time. But judging by tonight's performance, him and Justin Watson, who I've also been critical of like, let's put Justin Ross on the field. I, I'm tired of seeing Justin Watson. Like, NBS and Justin Watson look like the Chiefs' two most reliable wide receivers right now.
1: One hundred percent, they look like the two most reliable wide receivers right now. And you, you mentioned a little bit about the growing pains that the receivers are going to go through. Like, like this reminds me of the Chiefs' secondary early last season, right? And like there was a couple of games. Like like there was a couple of games early last year where, especially Joshua Williams, you know, he was just slightly out of position, or he would try to go too too vertical at the point of catch and not and like and, and not use his size to his advantage and 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 they, they had to go through some lumps and take some growing pains early on and i and it's the same thing with this receiving core you're right i don't think that that's time to like you know raise raise the alarms and, and you know hit the panic button but they do got to figure it out they do have some some things to answer and yeah justin ross like in the limited time he saw today, like he, I think you saw where he's at on the pecking order in, in the coach's mind, but he was also one of the most reliable catchers out there. And so, I mean, flip him and flip him and Sky Moore for goodness sakes, because one thing we learned about Sky Moore is we've been hearing how much better he is this year. But Sky Moore, when the game was on the line, like it was a tough catch. It was a tough catch. Like like you can't go out there and say, oh, Sky Moore lost us the game because he didn't catch that ball. On fourth and twenty-five, but he also didn't. He didn't catch the ball on fourth and twenty-five. Like, 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 like. like I don't. I don't blame him for not catching it. But if he was the dude, he would have caught it at the same time, right? And and and. Just a side note, sidebar on this. There's been a, there was a lot of talk on Twitter about Jawan Taylor the entire game. Like the whole Jawan Taylor thing. Whatever. He gets away with it ninety-five percent of the time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too bent out of shape about it, except for this one thing. You can't, the one time you get called can't be on fourth and 20. It can't be on fourth sure, and 20. But it has to mean, be that situational football, situational but, football. You can't have it be at that
0: point. But like the Juwan Taylor stuff, if you follow John Shipley on Twitter, who he covers the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's been talking about this stuff with Jawan Taylor for years that, now. Like this isn't a new thing. People are just discovering it because yeah. he's a chief now. He's been doing it for years. And it doesn't Pete Merriweather has a whole video not. on it. You know? Yeah. Like this has been a thing for years. This is uh, if, if you follow the NFL and you're uh, an NFL sicko and follow like absolutely everything about football, this is something people have been well aware of about Jawan Taylor for several years now. It is not a new development. And so, yeah, that's a critical moment where he gets called for that, but it's also fourth and 20. And so then it's like fourth and 25. It's like, so you're already in an unfavorable situation. And that's like the one time he gets called for it all game. Like, yeah, if, it, if, if, if they actually start addressing it and start calling it all the time, then yeah, he's going to have to tweak that and, and adjust some stuff. But like, I don't have an issue with that. And, we, we need to get to the defense because we're we just ranting and, and venting and that's what we're here for but like the offensive line I think in general you should feel really really good about how the offensive line played tonight I know Aiden Hutchinson gave them some problems but like that's a number one overall pick like that that's a guy who is looking to take a, a big jump in year number two and who looks really good at times as a rookie so like I'm not even mad that he gave them problems. They were moving him all over the defensive line and just trying to exploit whatever mismatches they could find. But other than that, their offensive line looked really good. Patrick Mahomes had a lot of time tonight. You should feel really, really good about the offensive line after week one. It was just that Mahomes is standing back there with all this time, and they're holding up and looking great in protection, and nobody was getting open downfield. And and so Mahomes is is just – and then running around trying to extend plays because – He couldn't find anybody open. That's the problem. That's what we need to be focusing on. Not Juwan Taylor and where he lines up before they snap the football. We don't need to talk about that anymore. And it's insane. I I can't wait for Sunday because people are just so starved for football that it was a thing tonight. And it was a big topic. And, Oh, this is such a big advantage for the offensive line. Get out of here. This has been happening for years. Other offensive linemen have talked about it. Like we don't need to spend any more time on that, but the Chiefs offensive line looks great tonight. They gave Patrick Mahomes plenty of time. You should feel really, really good about that group. It's just going to come back to the biggest thing that we've had question marks about all offseason is the wide receiver room. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be that guy who winds up being the their next playmaker? And it's really disappointing that Sky Moore didn't have an impact at all tonight. He was the only, only member of the wide receiver room that didn't have a single catch tonight despite being targeted a couple of times. And they were both tough balls to catch. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, but it, it is a bummer that you didn't see him contribute anything because they need somebody to work out. They need one of these guys to work out. Cause right now we're all, we're at the very start of year number two, but as of right now, the chiefs got more out of McColl Hardman than they have gotten out of sky more by a long shot right now. And you know how much fans <laughs> despise McColl Hardman sometimes. So Sky is going to take a lot of that until he starts producing. And I feel bad because he's a player that I like, that I that I think is ready to take a jump. It just didn't manifest in any way tonight. And I really hate to see it for a, a guy that I, I have high hopes for this season. 100%. And I, I still believe in Sky
1: more. But you, you, at some point, that, that belief has to turn into production, like you said. Um, and, and going back to Jawan Taylor just for a second, with the Aiden Hutchinson matchup, he owned Aiden Hutchinson all night like Aiden Hutchinson didn't get anything against Jawan Taylor and maybe it was because he was lining up in the backfield who cares the refs didn't call it and he owned the the former first overall pick in the NFL draft so as long as he's keeping Mahomes upright i i couldn't give two craps you know about it um but yeah we got to move over to the defense man like yeah, <laughs> like we've we've, about, we've we've been beating up this offense too let, much
0: let's talk about the the big positive from tonight and you know I, I saw some people that were getting angry to the lions ran all over us what are you talking about from this defensive performance you aren't no that's not true like David Montgomery had like 50 rushing yards and like 20 carries like he was he was going for like 3.5 a carry like that's not great like and Jameer Gibbs who looks like the far superior player was played like 25 percent of the snaps which is absolutely insane if I were the lions I would have just been Trotting Jameer Gibbs out there and watching him just rip off 10 yard runs every time. Cause that's what he was doing. Every time he touched the ball, he looks like an incredible playmaker. And I- I'm astounded that David Montgomery played so much more than he did tonight, but the defense as a whole, and you know, it was a talking point before the game, Chris Jones, obviously out there in a suite. Um, he wanted to see the banner get hung. I don't blame him. He was, a he was as important a part of that Super Bowl team as anybody else. Um, I, I don't fault him for that. Hopefully, he gets a deal done and they get this thing figured out and they get him in there because we know that they need him. But the positives that we saw from the defense tonight, I think, were really, really big. Like Mike Dana, who continues to be one of the most underrated players on this defense, who had huge moments when he was healthy last season. And he was injured midway through the year and had to sit out for a little bit. But when he was on the field last season, he was a productive player for the Chiefs. George had some nice snaps tonight. Felix had some really nice snaps tonight and Felix, no Charles Amanahou for the first six weeks of the season, Felix and, and uh, and, you know, while they're trying to work out with Chris Jones, Felix is going to be heavy in that defensive end rotation. And so to see good reps from him this early, especially after he missed OTAs and rookie minicamp and all that stuff, really positive stuff for the chiefs first round pick and the defensive line overall against one of the five best offensive lines in football I thought played their asses off and and looked pretty good. Like I was proud of the way the defense played tonight. Like they, they held their own against a team that I think is going to have one of the best offenses in football. And so I I think if you're criticizing the defense, it's just because you're angry at the offense and you're looking for something to yell about.
1: I think I agree with you to a point Um, on on the, on the, on the front four and the Mike Dana, is it just me or Mike Dana look like he slimmed down even a little bit more? And he looked even a little yeah. bit more and athletic. He's he a contract fast. here. He's trying yeah. to
0: get a big contract. This off season as like a, a, a mid tier high end pass rusher.
1: Yeah. He looked good. He he looked athletic. He looked fast. He looked agile. And, and to that same point, George Karloftis looked like he slimmed down and like was a little bit more cut, a little bit more, more rocked up than he was last year coming in. And maybe that was working out with Tampa, Tampa in the off season, but but George Karloftis really looked like he took a step forward and and really showed showed, showed something, especially from you think about this time last year. I think we touched on this in the preseason. He was like a bull rush-only guy, and he was kind of all over the place. And you know, jumping up, knocking down passes in 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 Jared Goff's face. Um, you got you got FAU coming out in front of the hometown crowd, his very first pro game. He showed out his his um his his swipe move inside pass rush that he did against Jared Goff when they were backed up against their own end zone to force Goff to rush the ball. That was beautiful. Like FAU looked really good today, especially when you consider it's his first professional game. Like, like awesome. And then Derek Naughty, that's the best run defense Derek Naughty has played in three years. Like tonight, quite possibly. Like, like Derek Naughty's a guy who we all liked a lot early on and he had a lot of promise and then by the end of last year he was an afterthought and they brought him back for what a million dollars this year on a one-year deal and he's starting tonight and he looked like a legitimate legitimate nose tackle
0: and those guys know they have to step up in the absence of chris jones and You know, I I don't think the Chiefs ever thought the Chris Jones stuff was going to go this far and and last this long and be this big of a distraction to the team overall throughout the offseason. But that's where we're at. I also know that they were aware that Charles Amenahu could get suspended by the NFL Uh, when they signed him. They were probably hoping it wasn't going to be six games, but it is. and, And that's the situation that they're in right now. I think. You should be impressed overall, I, I think, with the Chiefs defense. Like, did they look like an elite unit or anything? No, but they played really hard and, and they made plays and they slowed down an offense that I think is really, really good and really talented. And, you know, I, I think I was also pretty impressed with the secondary for the most part, at least Trent McDuffie, who, you know, forced a fumble, had some other impact plays, and, and looked really good for the most part. Jamari Connor was getting a lot of reps out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. Like Jamari Connor was heavily in the mix tonight. Um, and, and then you know, Lajarius Sneed. I, I'm willing to give him a pass. I thought Sneed had some nice moments, considering Sneed hasn't practiced much and is dealing with the knee thing that's been lingering for a while now. Like I'm willing to give him a pass uh, on his misses tonight because he still had impact plays and he still looked like that guy that we know they can really rely on in the secondary, who's going to be a sure tackler. Who's going to be a blitzer who can be a a man up guy. Who's going to cover the big body wide receivers and stuff like that. Like he got burned on the Josh Reynolds play that led to the David Montgomery touchdown, but like that was a bad moment and a bad game and and a bad performance overall for the Kansas city chiefs. But other than that, like Snead who hasn't practiced very much and has been fighting through injury looked pretty good tonight.
1: Yeah. uh, Listen, I'll defend Snead until I'm blue in the face. I love Snead. He was rusty, but he didn't look good in coverage. You're right. He looked great blitzing the quarterback like he always does, but he looked he looked rusty in coverage and he let Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds looked like an All Pro wide receiver. Josh Reynolds, who hasn't been able to stick with a single NFL team and has never lived up to any sort of possibility in his entire career, he's like he's the, he's the, he's a Zay Jones, right? And and he came out tonight and just looked like an all world talent against our secondary. and I I, I I think that I put some of it on Spags and, and it's and maybe it's not fair to put it on Spags because because Jones was out, the Chiefs had to rely on the blitz tonight to create pressure a lot of the time. and so that was putting their their secondary and tough one on one matchups. But they were also giving a really slow receiving core a lot of cushion, a lot of cushion and the receivers were just running right underneath them the whole night. And, and you got Jared Goff, like you don't have Deshaun Watson back there. You don't have Aaron Rodgers. You don't have Patrick Mahomes, a guy, guys who can play off script, run around, scramble, make things happen. Jared Goff is a pocket quarterback who goes through his progressions. Wants to look, read one side of the field and make a play. And, Jam him at the line of scrimmage just jam him at the line of scrimmage and force him to go to a second or third read and I, I thought that they could have really helped themselves by doing some of that and they just they just didn't seem willing to to blitz and jam at the same time because they were afraid of getting beaten over the top which I guess is fair but in those situations yeah. you, you gotta if, if, if with, with Jones out in that situation you gotta kind of live on the edge a, a little bit.
0: Well, and I think them deciding to play that way is kind of questionable because this Detroit Lions offense isn't really a field stretching offense. Like that's not really what they do. Like Amon-Ra St. Brown is a stud and I, I really like him as a player, but he predominantly plays over the middle of the field. Like he is a short intermediate type of pass catcher. He's not a guy that's going to burn you for 70 yard touchdowns. That's not his game. He's a He's a seven catch, eighty five yard and a touchdown kind of wide receiver, and that's what he's been since he came into the NFL. And you know the rest of that wide receiver room for the Detroit Lions should not worry you at all. Like you're not, you shouldn't be worried about Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond. Sam Laporta did look nice and looked like he's going to be a good player for them, but like I, I don't think the Lions even really. Quite did enough to where you should say like like I don't think they totally lived up to their offensive potential tonight. Um, let like them the David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs split is weird and you know and they kind of went away from amon-ra in the second half. Like he just wasn't as focal point of the offense as he was in the first half. And you know I I don't think that they were like overly impressive. And again, we're talking about a one point loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like it was right there for the chiefs to win this game. And we've seen them win these games over and over and over again. So you just kind of expected Patrick Mahomes is going to put it together. They're going to figure it all out. And it just never really happened tonight, but that's okay. Like that happens sometimes we don't need to overreact to this thing. Like my general thoughts about this game are, I feel a little bit better about the defense, um, you know, in- until this Chris Jones mess gets figured out because They've got some young players that, that look like they are good and can be impactful. And, and they've got some other guys that you really like in like a Mike Dana and you know Willie Gay and Nick Bolton and, and Drew Tranquil were all in the mix tonight and all kind of had moments um defensively. So like I feel pretty good about the defense after this game. Now we'll learn more next week against Jacksonville, and then they take on the Chicago Bears, and then they've got the New York Jets, who, you know, if you're banking on Aaron Rodgers to return to form, like that's a very scary New York jets team. So like the first month of the chief schedule is tough and, and they've got good competition, but I don't think this thing is like totally unraveling off of one game. It, it just kind of looked like they got a lot of guys who were kind of unsure of themselves and young and, and trying to figure out how they can make plays and, and be the guys that step in. And they're also trying to fill big shoes in you know, being a pass catcher for Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the world who does nothing but win and win Super Bowls and MVP is, and they're trying to step in and, and, and make sure they don't let that guy down. And tonight they just kind of let him down, but I, I'm willing to bet that some of that was nerves and, and some of that is just development. Like they just still have a long way to go. And they've got a lot of stuff to learn at, at this level of football. And Travis Kelsey is going to cover up a lot of mistakes when he returns. So I'm just not super stressed about this game and I'm not going to change my thoughts on that. Like wasn't a great performance. You hate to see it in week one, but it is what it is now. I'm going to be paying really close, close attention to how the Jacksonville Jaguars look this week.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And no, you, like I said, we don't hit the panic button, but you got to go back and clean things up. Uh, I think you see on the scrolling marquee there, Andy Reid said after the game, they didn't execute no excuses. Like like at the end of the day, it's it has to be a next man up mentality. And the Chiefs needed a next man up mentality, and they just didn't have that tonight. There was no the next man up didn't step up. And that's just a simple fact of the fact of the matter. And in the National Football League, regardless of yours should be better than a team or not, if your players don't step up, the margin of error is so slim that you're not going to win football games if your guys don't step up.
0: You know, and one of the that I don't think we mentioned was Andy Reed kicking that field goal to go up six, um, instead of just going for it. But uh, again, a lot of people were frustrated by that decision-making. Um, that's Andy Reed. <laughs> like I don't, in those situations, I get frustrated by it, but how many times are we going to get upset about it? Like that's just Andy Reed. We see Andy Reed do that every year and you can complain about it all you want. It's not going to change. Like we already know who he is. And we feel pretty confident in those situations and he's going to take the points. Like he, he has been that guy for a very long time. Occasionally he'll go for it on fourth down and you're like, yes, this is awesome. Why don't we do this more? And then he'll come back and kick another field goal. Like that's just the way that it is. That's how a lot of NFL coaches are. And and it's really frustrating to watch, but gonna, gonna wind this thing down because we've been ranting for a while now on this Kansas city chiefs game. And You know, you don't want to start the season 0-1 ever, but I'm still fully confident this is a Super Bowl-caliber team that will rebound next week in in a big way against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So not the greatest of performances, but also not the end of the world. We still have the best player in the world, still have – the best coach I think going right now in Andy Reed. And there's still some positives to take away from this performance. If you're listening to us on the podcast page, I want to remind you we'll have the postgame press conferences immediately following the commercial break. Um, Kramer, do we have any comments, questions or anything we want to get to before we get out of here? Chiefs coaching lost this game and wide receiver drops. The running backs didn't do anything. MBS balled out tonight. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up everything. That's, <laughs> like, that's,
1: that's exactly
0: what we watched. I, that's the, I, that's I didn't the game. look at the final rushing total, but I the last I looked, Patrick Mahomes was leading the team in rushing yards. I would have to imagine that that's the way that the game ended. So, Well, yeah. they came, came out with two handoffs to Clyde
1: Edwards-Hilaire, and I did not have that on my bingo card for the night yeah. as, and, as the way we would start
0: and again they uh the chiefs decided like this a three running back rotation uh tonight that i think a lot of us didn't think Clyde was going to get the work that he did uh but he's involved in this offense maybe it is a rep thing with pacheco after the shoulder surgery and they're easing him back into it but we'll see moving forward um uh next commenter it's very rare that our offense would lose a game that our defense only allowed 14 points in yeah i agree um I still have all the faith that offensively they're going to figure this out and they're going to put up a lot of points. This is also the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career in a Week One contest that he scored less than thirty-three points. Um, this game was an outlier, not the norm for the Kansas City Chiefs offensively. So it sucks, but uh, again, like this, this isn't this is a, a rare poor performance by them on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, wow, Veach is so cheap with our wide receivers. We wanted DeAndre, OBJ, Juju, McColl. Veach won't pay anybody. The Chiefs don't have any money right now, so I don't know who you think they were going to sign. <laughs> they have well, no yeah. cap space. <laughs> they have no money, and, and like, and they can free up cap space if Chris Jones continues to sit out, but right now they have no money. There was nobody they were bringing in, and without a Chris Jones deal getting done, they were never in on DeAndre Hopkins. So we there, there's no point in complaining about that now.
1: Well, DeAndre Hopkins is on the wrong side of thirty. OBJ has multiple Achilles injuries. Juju smith in practice, by the way. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster's career might be over. They, 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 and I quote, "His knee is about to explode." Is what their beat writer over at the past pulpit wrote the other day. And nobody wanted Miko in the first place. Like, like, pe- like, like every like people were telling V to get rid of Miko all year last year. You know, uh, pe- like, like so many fans are mad about Miko. So. Of course, they were going to spend money on Michael Hardman.
0: You know, I mean, like, like, yeah. like,
1: who were they going to get? Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, and now Sky Moore is just going to be the Mikko Hardman replacement uh, until he produces. Um, but last comment before we get out of here. All in all, it's one game. Need Jones, 100% healthy. Kelsey. Kelsey, go Chiefs. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about for 43 minutes now. Um, This game was an outlier performance from the Kansas city chiefs. Um, And it's going to get dissected over and over again, because it was the first game of a long NFL season and everybody's got to wait till Sunday for more football. So it's going to be the biggest talking point, but that's what happens when you're the biggest NFL team in the world, when you're super bowl champions and you have the best player in the world on your team, you're going to get criticized when you underwhelm and they underwhelmed tonight. Like that, that happens, but, we're taking it in stride, Rocky, and we're, we're on to next week. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm happy that football is back. I would have liked to get a win tonight, but I'm also very happy to take some time off this weekend <laughs> because we have been staying very busy here at Arrowhead Pride. So not, not how we wanted to end week one, but uh, any final thoughts or comments before we get out of here, Rocky? You know we talked a lot about the
1: wide receivers
0: and we talked about everybody
1: being out and we always talk about how Travis Kelsey is the chiefs wide receiver. One, any team loses their, their wide receiver one, the offense is going to struggle. Right. You know? And so like you said, it's one game. Don't panic. It's going to be a long weekend. It's going to suck. If the Raiders and the chargers both like win this weekend, there's that chance.
0: The Raiders are winning and and (laughs) the chiefs
1: and the, and the Chiefs are are looking up at other teams in the AFC West for a week. Like that's that's gonna suck, but this too shall pass. So you know? sorry, so, Cone
0: Dog. You think I didn't see what Chandler Jones was going through this week? There's not. There's no way the Raiders are winning on Sunday, but. He's Rocky Magana. Please follow him on Twitter at Rocky Magana. Make sure you check out all of his fantastic work at arrowheadpride.com. Please follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Again, stick around after the commercial break. We'll have all the post game press conferences. Um, Chiefs start the season 0 1. It's not the end of the world. On to next week, week two against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk to you guys soon.
2: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the
0: Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. After the Chiefs 21-20 loss to the Detroit Lions, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and linebacker Nick Bolton.
3: No injuries to... To mention, um, listen, the Lions did a heck of a job uh, Capitalized on a couple things, and um, we got we got to fix those. So, uh, I like some of the efforts, though. I liked uh, what I saw on the defensive side for the most part, um, and I, you know there were some good things on offense. We just got to get we got to be more consistent. I'll take that. That, that you know I'll take this uh, the offensive part of that. Um, but we. Um, you know, we did have some good good plays in there, but disappointing loss. Good football team that we lost to. But we've, we've got to play better, and we've got to coach better, and so um, that's what we'll do. That time, Jeff. How do you
4: explain uh, all
3: the drop passes tonight? Yeah, uh, it's unusual for us to drop that many passes anywhere, anytime. So um, we'll, we'll go back and, and work on that. Um, you know, that, but you got you know you got to take care of business, and these guys know that, and so we, we've got to fix that.
4: Andy, that sequence before the two-minute warning, you go for it on fourth and twenty, and then you go for it again after the penalty. Can you explain that with three timeouts?
3: Yeah, um, I thought that we needed to do that. So um, at that particular time, they had, you know driven the ball on us, and so I thought it was important that. Um, we gave that a shot. So oh, we still had some time on the clock. And there
4: a couple other 4
3: there Yeah, we lost ground on both both of those, and so you know, we got to do a better job there. So I've got I've to take care of that. I mean, we work, we work like crazy on our short yardage, and for it to happen like that is not not good.
4: Coach, sure, how do you think you all survive?
3: No, we went backwards there, so I thought we were okay. Coach, how, how would you evaluate your offensive line based on what you saw this sideline? Well, listen, there were some good things. Um, you know, I, I thought we we did some, and uh, you know, we protected pretty well uh, throughout the day.
4: Coach, how, uh,
3: how close we can always we can always do better than though.
4: Sorry, coach, how close did it come for Travis to play, and how did that decision kind of play out for you? Yeah,
3: it just um, it just wasn't it wasn't feeling right, so. I wasn't going to put him out there with that, and he was honest with me. And, um, uh, you know, we talked. And so it just, not enough time there. How big a factor do you think that was? And the offense yeah. struggled you Yeah, and I wouldn't have uh, no excuses at all. I mean, we, we've got guys that can play, we're right there to take care of business, you know. And, you know, they, they got us on. On, on special teams on, and continue the drive that got us on the you know, tip ball. So I mean, listen, we'll, it's unusual for, for the guys that drop the ball to drop the ball. I mean, that's not that's not what I've seen from them, and I, I wouldn't expect them to to do that. So if you do that, you take care of business there, and you could be you'd be all right.
4: Maybe
3: how much did you change the game plan? After the draft? I didn't. We really didn't have to. I mean, we kept the game plan basically the same. They did a nice job of mixing our coverages and that, but I thought our guys handled it, you know, fairly well. Hey, man, just get back, I'm at fourth and 25. What, what
4: was the, the thinking of that play? What was the design? What were you hoping to
3: have? It was, it was designed to complete the song gun. It didn't, didn't work that way, but, I mean, we were trying to, you know, the best we could to get a completion, keep things going, so. Yeah, it seems as though
4: the offense is Always so good, historically speaking, on third and long. Third and short's have been issue. obviously. You're not know, a fan of speaking of law after long three years ago. Why do you, first, do you consider long law I'm going back? And then secondly, why do you think it's such a struggle at times? In these
3: yeah. yeah, well, we worked hard on that, so um, we've got to do, we've got to get better. Um, we, we, have, we weren't very good last year at it, and we we spent a lot of time working on that, so we've got to keep, keep going here and make sure we take care of it. But I'll take that. That's my my responsibility to get that taken care of.
1: Andy, on those, you haven't gone back and looked at everything yet. But the, a lot of credit to them for being ready for some of the things that, that you were throwing at them,
4: on
0: those short, short yardage plays. Or did you maybe not execute the way you wanted to?
3: Yeah, listen, I don't want to take anything away from that. We we didn't handle it the right way, and um, I've got to make sure that you know I give them the right calls to handle it. And then we've got to make sure we do it. So.
4: A couple more guys, you. Uh, you, you were aware, obviously, of Dan Campbell's
3: uh, tendency to take gambles, take punts, they led the league by a long measure, but he never done it inside his own twenty. Did that decision catch you by surprise? Nah, we, we mentioned it to the guys. You know, we we were ready for everything, special teams. I mean, they were. I mentioned it to the guys that they, they were double the amount of fakes than anybody else in the league last year. So, well, we, you know, they got us on it.
4: Hey, hey Andy, uh, Chris Jones, uh, with the holdout situation, are you any more optimistic? I know this is right after the game, but um, not having him tonight, the impact on the
3: game. And yeah, that. listen, no excuse. I thought the defense did some good things. Um, you know, that's a whole separate deal, and then I'll get work yourself out, whatever direction it goes. But um, I thought our guys. I don't want to take anything away from our the guys up front there. They they busted their tail tonight. It didn't come up the way we wanted it, but. I thought they did some good things there.
4: Art have
5: trouble holding the ball How do you try to keep them encouraged? I think I know that I'm gonna keep firing it, um, and so uh, we'll we'll try to get it fixed this next week and uh, correct it going into the next game. Yeah, I mean, I'm always hoping to go for it, um, but uh, the defense is playing good, and we take the field goals, and I mean, it set us up to have a situation where we just need a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, we just didn't convert on it. Yeah, I mean we work on it, uh, work on it uh, every year. We've obviously emphasized this last year after we last after last year not um, uh, converting at the rate that we wanted to. But obviously, we got to keep working on it because uh, we didn't convert in those situations today. No, Travis Kelsey, what kind of impact did that have? Yeah, I mean you're losing um, one of the best, no, I think the best tight end of all time, um, but. Guys, other guys got to step up. I mean, it's going to have an impact on the game. The other guys got to step up, and they're going to have to step up in, in moments because I'm sure there'll be times he gets doubled. Um, and so, uh, just going to have to rely on these other guys that are they're young and talented to step up and make plays. And uh, I believe that they will. Patrick, what was the disconnect you thought think with Sky? You targeted
0: him a couple times, couldn't get anything going.
5: Yeah, just 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 miss. We didn't have that connection. Miss connections uh, here and there. Um, but it's uh, something you have to continue to work on. Uh, they, like I said, he's one of those guys that has a ton of talent um, that can make a lot of big plays happen. So we'll learn from it and uh, try to be better next time. Hey
4: Patrick, how surprised were you to get the call that you guys were going
5: to go for it on fourth and 20? Um, I mean, it's a situation where um, you, you're you going to have to get a stop regardless, three and out. Um, Coach Reed put, decided to put the ball in my hands, and uh, we, were, we were close to getting it. Um, obviously, it didn't work out. but. Uh, you're going to have to get the 39 out regardless, either way, um, and it just didn't happen for us there.
3: After Justin Reed used the term in the locker room the reality check, did you have some sense of that from this game, or what's your biggest takeaway?
5: Um, I mean, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be good for the young guys to know that we're not going to just uh, kind of walk in and win the game. You're going to have to play, to play good football. We're going to play. Every team's best shot. Uh, I've, I've preached it to them all, all preseason, but they know now. Um, and we're going, we're going to good. to Jacksonville next week. That's going to be a good football team. So hopefully guys learn from it, to get better. And just uh, and, and one loss in turning two.
4: Hey, Patrick, I know it's just one game, but how embarrassing is this given the fact that you guys unfurled the Super Bowl banner, national TV, starting this season, and, and for it to
5: end up like this? It, it's embarrassing for me to lose any time. Um, it, uh, like I got said after the ring ceremony. i might move Moved on to the next season. Obviously, it's cool for the fans to be able to see the banner and drop it at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, but it, this is a whole new year, and I think uh, I know that. And, um, and we're gonna we're trying to win another Super Bowl. And this is obviously not the way we wanted to start. And so, anytime I lose, I'm embarrassed. Um, and so, I'm gonna try to get better so I don't lose more as the season goes on. Gotcha. Was there a particular point not to watch Was the presentation out there because of what you
4: just
5: said? I, I didn't watch it. Um, I think I was in the locker room, so it wasn't, I don't even know if I looked at the banner. So like I said, I've moved on. It's a new season. Um, my goal wasn't to just win a Super Bowl and be done. Like, I'm trying to continue to do it every single year, and I think we got the team, but obviously we have a lot of places we can get better. How much did it bother Trav that he just couldn't, couldn't play for? I mean, y'all know Trav he's kind of like, it acts exactly like me. Like, I want to play. I want to be out there with the guys. Um, he works extremely hard to be out there, and... Kind of a free deal that he didn't wasn't able to make it. Um, so hopefully we will try to rehab him with these extra days and and get him going. Uh, hopefully next, for next week. A
4: couple more guys
5: against um, Jacksonville. I mean I'm not going to play anything past track. I mean, He was trying to play today. It just literally couldn't. Now I don't even know if it was his decision, it was kind of the the guys above him knowing it's going to be a long season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean he's going to try. He'll do whatever he can to be out there and uh, hopefully he can clear all those doctors' tests and then get out there on the football field.
4: Hey, what do
5: you say to Kadarius Tommy after a game where it could have swung a, a different way? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have trust in, in KT. Um, he, he missed a lot of training camp. Um, obviously, he wanted to play and fought and, and for rehab hard so he could play. Um, and and stuff's not always going to go your way, obviously. Um, he would have wanted to catch a few of those in the game. but. I've trusted he's going to be that guy that I go to in those crucial moments, and he's going to make the catch and 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 win us some seasons like he did last year. So we're going to continue to work him in, get him more and more reps, um, and I'm sure that, that those drops will kind of disappear. Last you were hoping last one. Player. What's the message that needs to come out of that Got to be better. All right, thank you.
4: Uh, defense gives up 14 points. Um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of questions coming in. How are you going to? You have to be able to account for Chris Jones the being there. On balance, you're
6: pretty happy with the way you guys played against an offense that was top ten in the NFL last year. Uh, we lost a football game, Um so I think it's kind kinda of, we measured yourself out, especially in this league. Uh, games were one in inches in a couple situations throughout the stretch. Uh, we just didn't execute good enough. Um, you could try to say gave it 14 points, um, good start and all that, but ultimately we lost a football game. Uh, a the goals come out here one on, one to zero uh, this week, and it didn't happen. So uh, back to the drawing board. Uh, the guys be better. Be uh, ready to go uh, for Jacksonville.
3: What was Andy's
6: message in the locker room? Yeah, man, uh, we come kind out of from discipline. Uh, throughout, uh, we kind of pride ourselves on physicality you in know, football. Uh, things we do throughout the week, and you know, kind of get us ready. And um, uh, for some point uh, throughout the game, uh, both sides of the ball special um, so to change and execute. So it just comes down uh, uh, to guys being locked in in those situations and just finding a way to get out the field um, on defense for sure. Yeah, you got that uh, stop on fourth and two. Mm-hmm. Or did, did you sort of picture this is familiar territory and? It, that was converted into a victory, did it have that feel to it? Yeah, man, uh, again, our offense man, has given us a uh, reason to believe, man, they're the best in the league in what they do. Uh, so regardless of how the game goes, um, they did get any chance to football football, they got a chance to score. Um, so we had 100% faith that we can get a stop on going get our offense back the ball, even in the last two minutes. Um, uh, we had an opportunity to get the offense back the ball. We just couldn't do it. Um, so uh, they're going to score the football. Uh, we're going to have those, uh, uh, a lot of faith that those guys are going to come back next week hungry. Uh, we going to figure out what they have to do on that side of the ball. And it was up to us on our side of the ball to kind of uh, maintain what we did this week and also just find ways to get better. Uh, tackling is going to be uh, at the top of the board. I think so, I in the locker room and made a point of
3: saying
4: that this game is sort of a reality check.
6: Yeah that have that feel to it for you, too? Yeah, uh, again, uh, all, the, all the pre-game festivities and uh, Goss, uh, Gossman here, uh, Super Bowl, one Super Bowl, all that type of stuff. Uh, reality check is uh, that last year, uh, this is this year. Uh, we got 17 opportunities to put our best foot forward. Uh, we lost one of those today. Uh, we got 16 more.
4: Nick, the line in front of you looked pretty
6: disruptive, particularly with Dana and
4: Felix. Yeah. What did you see in front of you when it
6: came to just the pressure you guys were putting the same time? Yeah, so I saw what I saw from those guys all training camp. Um, all um, into um, so these next couple last couple of weeks. Uh, those guys work hard every single day to put themselves in the best in position possible to make plays. Um, I think today's just a product of those guys uh, of doing what they're asked do in the scheme and uh, just finding ways to be effective. Uh, I don't expect that to stop. Um, especially when we get Chris back, makes him be a great addition uh, to add to, to the tight line. And uh, those guys are hungry, man. They're gonna keep working.
4: When you uh, when you're out there playing tonight, did you did you feel
1: like you were missing Chris doing some of the things he did? That guy's fought really hard, but he's tough to replace, right?
6: Uh, yeah, ultimately, uh, a guy, uh, Chris Cobb, is always going to be hard to replace. But I feel like those guys, man, who come in the locker room every single day and give their, uh their hardest, man, they've they got to be respected. Um, they come in every single day and put their best foot forward. Um, they heard all, all talk about uh, Chris not being here and all that type of stuff. And those guys come out there and put their, their heart out. Um, and so that's all you can ask for. Um, and then, again, those guys are just as talented, man. Uh, they come in every single day I try to be better, uh, do, uh, dominate the scheme, dominate the one-on-ones, and uh, find a way to get pressure. And that's all you can ask for.
1: What was the biggest challenge that, that they had with the run game? Gibbs mean, was out there a little bit, hmm. changed the pace. What were, what were the biggest problems or hurdles for you guys?
6: Yeah, I think my biggest problem was tackling uh, leaky yards, uh, yards with the contact. Um, kind of fine, but I don't see him here. Uh, but I understand that uh, they have a couple of games that kind of. Two-yard gain, still made it, kind of got the four or five yards after contact and getting favorable second downs. And We knew going into the week that we got them third and shorts. Man, that's like second and short for those guys, and they're going to go for it, uh, aggressive mindset. So we've got to find a way to get getting second and longs, third and longs, get D line, a chance to go rush the passer, and uh, secondary cover.
1: Yes,
3: Thank you.